Today's podcast features Bio, a Twin Cities-based rapper. The guy is incredible, has a very uh, chance to rapper vibe, I would say, but God, he's fresh. He's good. It's an absolutely phenomenal podcast. Just a small disclaimer. I just finished editing the podcast. It's kind of late at night for me currently, but for you, however you may be listening, just know uh, there might be a tad echo in the audio. Don't think it's anything on your end or your fault. Um, It'll all be fine. Just turn the audio down on your end a little bit. You won't ever hear it. Anyways, regardless of that, bio, phenomenal dude. Awesome podcast. Love talking to the dude. Enjoy. Decky just flew in from Tucson. I was out recording a podcast with Straight Candid, and you were on the uh, the front porch taking in the Halloween decorations. <laughs> Vibing hard. Love it. Yeah, can you give us your hot takes on the Halloween decorations in our house? I think that if there was a competition, you guys would probably take, like, top three for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait till the sun goes down. Uh, there's hella lights on this house. Like, the whole house is orange. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't see those. Yeah. It'll be those. interesting. It's absolutely the deck vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Can you pull your mic even yeah, just closer? A tad closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want yeah. we want you to be in the pocket. Yeah, officially. and you can pull it all the way. So if you want to sit back, yeah. you can keep bringing the mic to you. Oh, yeah. It should turn. There you go, dude. Sweet. Boom. There we go. So oh, the last time I was in Minnesota, we threw Coachella. And that was the last time I saw Andrew, and literally the last time I saw you. I just said insane. But uh, I would like to start there, uh, just because that was we were kind of walking through like how we met you. You know, Sid K challenged us to get you on the show. Um, but even further back, uh, we had your older brother on, Io, which we didn't even know you guys were brothers until Coach Hell, I'm pretty sure. But I think it's really cool we've come together. We came together at Coach this year. And he DM'd us like, hey, can I this? It's a no brainer. <laughs> I love it. So you said that. Um, you recognized the back pocket because we had your brother on. Yeah. And then you kind of saw Bocella floating around social media. And like, what was like going through your head when you're like, all right, these guys are throwing a boat party. The pandemic is happening, but like, I'm ready to perform and my music's hot. Um, well, first off, great job on the ads. I saw them like <laughs> crazy amount of time. <laughs> That's me. And yeah, it's every time, dude. <laughs> well, um, I was like, I love to perform. Like Decky and I were just talking about being on stage a little bit ago. And that's like my, that's my outlet. That's what I, that's when I like feel the most me is like when I'm up on stage performing uh, music that I created. And so I was like, yo, this is an opportunity to potentially perform. It's outdoors. It's on a boat. Like, yeah, I got to at least shoot my shot, see if I can get on there. Um, it, it had kind of struck me that like, you know, the pandemic was going on and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I'd also been like a part of like a lot of the marches that were going on. So I'm like, Right. You know, there's no way that there's going to be more people here than... At Pochella than when in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I already gave it a shot. I mean, let me, let me do something I really, really enjoyed doing. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Had, you, had you performed any time before between like March and when we had Pochella in uh, early August? Yeah. So I 
did a good amount of the marches actually. So okay. I was um, I was pretty close with the 10K Foundation who was putting on the marches. So I got a chance to perform a number of those. So, That's so. awesome. How'd you get involved with that? Um, so I had a residency with the Moxie in Uptown, um, and Tayo, one of the uh, one of the organizers of the 10K Foundation, and one of the organizers of like Thursday with the Moxie. If you guys ever heard of that? No, I haven't. He was uh, he was like he was a part of the 10K Foundation, like kind of ran all the events. And his artist Jackie Cavins, super dope artist by the way. If you guys don't know her. Um, Jackie Music, I think I should know her IG handle. Okay. <laughs> but um, they were they were like, hey, do you, got, do you want to perform at these? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to perform. Of course, yeah, because that's I think that's what a lot of it too is just getting stage time, which is what I've been deprived of these last three four months mainly. Um, just getting up there, it doesn't matter if it's like four people or forty or four hundred. Like you want the opportunity to just be able to continue to feel a tad more comfortable on stage. Right. Um, yeah. The last thing too is you're, I was, that was what I was most impressed with you at Luchella was, you know, wasn't the stage was on the same uh, platform as all the people up on that top deck. So um, I found it hard for me just to get everyone's attention and you go, kind of going out into the crowd and rapping at the same time, performing, kind of getting everybody involved, like, it just captivated everybody that was up on that, on, up on that time. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Man. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, I think, so, with the Moxie, uh, that was, Moxie in Uptown's a hotel, but okay. with that thing on Thursdays, we didn't have a stage, you know, so that was, like, a cool opportunity for me to get a lot of comfortability with, um, performing in front of a crowd for one, but also like practice um, engaging while there's, while I'm not like higher up than the crowd, you know, I was always right. like, at a high level. Yeah. You yep. know, every single Thursday. So I just kind of, I just kind of got used to it. It wasn't mm-hmm. even really like a thing to me. That's sick. I was just like, let's go. What has been your, um, so wait, how long have you been uh, making music for now? So I've been, I've been playing instruments and singing like church and school since I was a young kid. Um, started singing for choir probably like first, second grade. What was your favorite like old uh, old time choir slash church song that you just like belted? Oh, um, man, that's a good one. Probably, probably like Silent Night. I got to sing a, a Ooh, solo on that. There it is. Third grade, so. That that's got a close, uh, a real nice spot in my heart. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them weren't great. You know, singing in school was like the songs that they wanted you to sing, not yeah. necessarily what you wanted to sing. But right. Silent Night's got a it got a nice spot in my heart for sure. Yeah, that's a great take. Deck has a uh, a buddy who. What's the song your buddy's dad wrote? Seed scattered and sown. I grew up Catholic, so this is a very like Catholic dedicated song. Yeah, because uh, it's in they had these like big pumice books every year, and you sing the same songs. That's why I asked you like what songs you're singing in the choir. <laughs> um, but yeah, what like a, a rena- worldly renowned famous song uh, is "Seed Scattered and Sown." Seed scattered and sown. I can't remember. Like, there's another. <laughs> it's literally it, it ain't great 
but it's <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything special. <laughs> but it caught, it went global, and uh, but your buddy's the fight dad wrote that. Yeah, buddy's dad oh, wow. wrote the song. Yeah. Wow. Is he still getting some nice royalties from that? Or like, you know, how does that work? I don't know. Yeah, was he, was, he was in the doctorate school at CU, and uh, that's where that's where it kind of came about. Yeah, and his buddies just started singing at church, and then they made an album, and then it got picked up. It was wow. hilarious. Wow. <laughs> It was absolutely bananas. But the uh, so I want to know. So you you kind of started with uh, church and whatnot. Um, church and church and school, and then uh, about third grade. Well, so the drummer at our church was really cool. He um, super cool. He was like a younger guy in comparison to like the rest of the choir and band. And so I always like looked at him, and I was like, if I could if I could do that, like if I could drum like that, like you know. I, life wouldn't be so bad sure. and so we'd just like stay around after church and like beat up the drums a little bit and then Io my older brother he played the drums as well and so I was like yeah I gotta play the drums and um was singing playing the drums a little bit like I never had a drum set at that time but um about fourth grade started playing the trumpet um I feel like everybody's got like that band instrument that their parent makes them mm-hmm. their parents make them play oh yeah and so mine was the trumpet wasn't too crazy about that, but like, um, had fun with it. Sixth grade came around and I was like, okay, I want to be a rock star. So I got like my first guitar at 12 years old. And that's the first time I'd like written a song. Like I would learn some chords and, uh, some stuff off YouTube and then started filling in my own, filling in my own words. I think the first song I wrote was, uh, was about my elementary school and like, Something along the lines of how it was fun to go and play, and like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I might remember it, but um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to get the guitar in my hand, and then um, just going forward, I think like eighth, ninth grade—that's um, the age where everybody started like freestyling, and um, that was a thing for sure, and. I started to realize I was a little bit better than the rest of my friends. Yeah, people were getting hyped up around you. Yeah. 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 So, like, people, my friends would be like, yo, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm just at home. They're like, yo, can we come pick you up? Like, just like freestyle, maybe. And so that, that, that made me feel amazing. You know, mm-hmm. like, That's people, cool. people got pumped when I was like rapping. It's like, definitely like, uh, you know, something creative. Like, you might, get, a lot of people might get like very insecure about that. But getting that, like, acknowledgement from friends was like okay yeah i could do this and so um started writing a little more seriously then and like writing writing and then we talked a little bit earlier about mac miller being a big influence and him seeing him do his thing me seeing him do his thing at a younger age i was like yo this is so cool like he's being himself he's having fun like i want to do this like i want to give this a try so i was like already freestyling so i started like writing a little bit more and then um Shortly after that, dropped like my first project on like datpiff.com. No way. <laughs> you guys remember yeah, dude. datpiff.com. Yeah. Datpiff.com. Um, I think I was like 16 at the time. It was called Plan B. It's definitely still up there. So if anybody um, takes the time to go and check that Should out. Should we go back and play some tracks? We might have. <laughs> how, how many uh, tracks were on Plan B? Uh, it was either... Nine or eleven, I really don't remember. Okay, it, it was probably it was pretty hefty though. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was probably like nine tracks. 
And where did you go, like go to start recording songs? Like, was that a, like a trial and error process for someone to start creating beats for you and rhymes? And like, I'm assuming you're writing your own music, but then the actual like production behind the scenes stuff. It really like it maybe, but it really just happened. Like, like it was supposed to happen. Now looking back on it, if I were like, you I want to start rapping. Like, how do I do it? That would have been difficult. You know, I would have had to like start searching, but like I was at school one day and like I walked, I walked into the the staircase, <laughs> and there was these two kids. They had like one had his computer, and there was like a little like setup mic. I think he had it in a cup or something, and they were just like recording. And I was like, "What the hell?" And like I think I'd been writing for like a couple months at that point, and so I I just saw them like they're making music, and I'm like, "Okay, like this is dope. I'm gonna hang around and just like be the lingerer for a second. Yep. Um, I didn't think the dude was very good. I'm like, yo, I got bars. <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head, like, yo, if I could, if I get a chance to get on this mic, I got bars, dude. Like, hold on, let me. And so uh, they finished up their song, and then I approached the kid, like I knew him, and I was like, yo, I, I got a, I got a song, like, um, I'd, I'd love to record. I'd, I'd love to if I could. Um, and you know they're like yeah yeah whatever just get we're getting this done you know kind of like brushed me off a little bit because they were already in the middle of something it was definitely an interruption but um got to record finally like the next day with this guy and you know how you you know how you're like about to do you're like you're working on something and you don't actually know how how good it is because like you never showed it to anybody and you're hoping it's great like you feel good about yourself but like the first time you cook a food or like Something you're like, oh yeah, this is fire. And you don't know if it's like fire because it's fire or fire because you're proud of yourself. Because <laughs> of the fire within. <laughs> you know, you're just proud of yourself for, um, you know, creating something. And so I'm like, yo, I, I think this is like, I think this is pretty good. And so we did it. And like the dude, he was pretty, he was pretty chill about it. Like I wasn't fully the reaction I was hoping for, but the fact that he like hit me up the next day and like, after that, he was like, yo, this is, this is dope. Like, we should, we should do this again. We should do this again. Um, I was like, yeah, you know. Uh, just kept on, kept on going with it. Um, it, was, it was dope, man. It was the first time I was, like, um, doing something that wasn't necessarily, like, I'm the youngest of my, my family, like, out of my brothers. And so it was the first time that it was, like, something that was mine. It wasn't, like, sports where everybody else has done it or, like, certain, like, instruments or whatever that – everybody else had done it was like yo this is this is me like yeah i could do this you're <laughs> owning cool. it right away yeah yeah that's sick yeah and so um shortly after that like we had a little in the band and choir um room at our school there was like little studios that pe like the band and choir kids would have to record like their projects on and so we like asked if we could use them and they're like yeah if you got here if you get here before school starts so we just started going in at like 6 a.m. like before school and just recording songs like for for a good minute and like we were like yeah we're gonna put out a project. That was fun. Yeah. What's your favorite one? I found it. Um. So there's two. There's two like that I would really vibe with. I'll let you guys pick out of them. Lovely day is like the one that I'm probably like most impressed with. That was the first one we'd ever recorded. Um. But I think it was um, daylight. Daylights. Uh, that was like a. That was like a, just a no, 
no verse, no uh, no hook, just bars going, 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 going. And uh, it was like to Peter, B- I think it was like a Peter Bjorn and John like instrumental. Or no, it was like, you guys know that song at all? Yeah, it was like over that beat. Oh, Matt and Kim? Yeah, Matt and Kim. Matt and Kim. So. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you guys right That's fine. It's like, I feel like my voice, I made my voice deeper then than it is now. Even deeper? Yeah. Yeah, this is Lovely Day. Oh, this is Lovely Day. Whoops. I'll start with I wake up in the morning, thank the Lord for making me. I kiss my moms and I'm out the door, don't wait for me. Head to the sky, feet on the pavement, surrounded by a couple friends saying I'm gonna make it. I keep a smile as I move along. Mama told me never forget where I'm coming from. I started out with the least confidence. Couple girls around me saying I wouldn't amount to shit. I wish they could see the print up on my face now. Then I bet them dudes are walking with their face down. I'm just doing what I love. Spitting from the cell, got a little bit of buzz. Keep my head up, they fed up. They wanna see me down. They wanna see me falling. They wanna see me frown. I don't listen to what haters say, cause they don't know me anyway. I open up my eyes and I press them on the sides. This is dope. Yeah, it's kind of a long one, but like, yeah, I, I, like it was, uh, that was what I had in my head when, uh, these guys were in, uh, like the the, the staircase. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was like that was the song that I had in my head. I'm like, yo, I want to hear this Matt and Kim remix. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I won't lie. So wait, what is this? I don't. I think I missed um, this website. Dadpiff.com was like a uh, the mixtape era. Okay. Yeah. It was so like you got sound pop. Like the the first Dad yeah, Piff yeah, yeah. one that I put on there or that I downloaded from there was the. Uh, Kid Cudi, The Prayer. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. I and got it on YouTube after, but that was probably two yeah. years after that. Dab Hip was where like every mixtape was uploaded before SoundCloud even. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. The, it was this. This song is sick. And I think there's one other one. Because Cudi was found on MySpace. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Didn't they bring that back like with uh, for like a different purpose or something? Probably something like that. Yeah. So I think Justin Timberlake bought it or something. Okay. Did he really? I could be totally wrong. Yeah. yeah, Cuddy and I like we were talking off air, Mac Miller. That was my upbringing on hip hop. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, here it is. This is you mashed up to a match. Yeah. Right. I love this song. They say talk shifts and I'm making actions. I'm rapping kind of nice to tell with all the fashions. I'm just following my dreams, trying to make it in this world, but it's harder than it seems. Gotta push to the limit, going over and beyond, making all this magic happen like I found a magic wand. And if you're thinking I ain't got it, you should think again. Living in this dream, got some paper and a freaking pen. I'm buzzing like the last second of a ball game. Had to get myself on us so I could call fame and tell them I'll be on my way and that I'm sorry for the Dude, way. This is really good. <laughs> I'm Thank impressed, you. bro. I'm impressed. I love hearing that shit. 16 years old. 16 years old. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny listening to it now because it's like, whose voice was that? Yeah, and you're hanging out as a sophomore, yeah. junior-ish era, 
um, and you drop this mixtape. What was it like in high school? Like, were people like like vibing and in their way to school, like with your tracks? Yeah, dude. So yeah. like, um, I I was like, I was uh, I was on the football team, and so I had a uh, I had a like a theme song for my football team on that thing. So like, Got I it. played that like on the field like Friday nights for games and stuff, and like that Very was dope. Cool. But I was like, yo, when when we drop this, I'm selling this. Like, I'm selling this. So I had a bunch of like blank discs. Sold it for like five dollars a piece, yes. and uh, did like a decent amount of promotion. I feel like promotion is pretty easily easy to do when you're in high school. You know, everybody knows everybody, and like everybody yep. talks, so like it spreads like wildfire. Yeah, much yeah, quicker. Yeah. So I just like kind of put the word out that it was dropping. I think I said I was recording a song one time, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, Plan B drops April first, like in the intro." At the time, <laughs> didn't have like maybe had one or two songs like written and recorded, like not not at all like <laughs> ready to drop an album or talk about an album, but like was in the moment, you know. And so I said it, and it just <laughs> right. I had to go with it. Hold yourself accountable, April first. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was it was dope. You know, people. Like people that I didn't know. I remember when Lovely Day dropped, that was like the single that dropped initially and was kind of like the motivation to actually drop a project. Like people like from other schools were like hating. I remember my my uh, Facebook timeline was just filled. Like you could probably go back and check it out now, but like the love that I was getting was like, yo, this was like insane. Like just like a new, I, I was, I don't know. I was like, I played sports and was just like whoever I was like prior to then. And then like, this was something that nobody knew about me at all for the most part. That's really cool. And yeah. so um, like, I was really nervous about like the, the dude who recorded it. He was the one who released it first on YouTube. I was like, dude, what the hell? Like to take that, like, we're not, we're not dropping that. We can't, no, take that down. And like, was just like super insecure about it. And then uh, the feedback was like insane. Like, I'm sure you guys can like relate like with the podcast or like even with football, like, you know, getting that congrats or like hearing, hearing that you're doing like something that you love to do or you enjoy doing that. Like nobody's making you do is like appreciated and like people feel something from it or gain some type of value from it. It was like, yo, I, I love that feeling right there. Like I love that feeling. Yeah. Right Amen. hundred percent because you said it best when you're like cooking. You make your you make that meal for yourself. I'm like, oh, this is dang. This was fucking amazing. I put all this time and effort into it, and I loved it. And then you make it for someone else. And when you're doing that, then it start. You get the nerves build up. But when you do that, when you put yourself in that vulnerable state, and you get rewarded for it, that's that's the why I podcast or why I started back. Why I continue to do back pocket because oh, yeah. when we throw these out there, I mean, I know they're good. Like every episode we do, I know they're good, and I know that that person's story is authentic and they're true to themselves, and they just got real on this podcast for an hour. I'm like, that's fun. like, thank you. I'm grateful for that. And then I I believe it's good. But then when someone else reaches out, any listener, whether it's the same person every single time or someone new that that uh, guest brought in a new audience and they just say, hey, man, love the hearing bio on the podcast this week. Yeah. That's just like, dude, thank you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Because it goes both ways. Like now they're taking time out to get vulnerable and like say thank you and like give you that affirmation. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially like in high school, kids aren't the nicest, you know, like. So hearing people like, like you said, people going out of their way to acknowledge like what I was doing, like 
literally like kids commenting on like my 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 facebook like feed saying like yo this really touched me or like um some people saying like this was like the best song i've ever heard you know <laughs> maybe that was <laughs> maybe well that, maybe, honey i don't know if like cap was a thing back then like like, like, like is, is that, that cap, cap but yeah uh, maybe, maybe a little, a little bit, bit of cap, cap but no cap, cap bro. no cap no cap, cap. No cap. No cap. cap. <laughs> but it, it, it was just, just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, this, this is something. something and, 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 and it's already on, by the way. Okay. It's over there. Um, um, but anyways, anyways, dude, that's, that's fucking sick. sick. Like, I, I, I going, going off, off of, of like, just when someone gives you that affirmation, it's like, yeah. It's right. To me, it's like surprising because I don't make, I don't do the things I love. I put it out there expecting such love. I just, I did it so much for myself that I like, because I enjoy doing it so much that like, when I can bring people along with me to do that and, and they go as far to say like, thank you, or I really like what you're doing. Like then that's just, it, it's surprising because that's never your main goal. You're yeah. like doing it to please people. But when they, people are pleased, you're like, fuck yeah, this is sweet. And yeah. then it's weird because it's, confusing. it's very confusing because like you, we could get caught up in downloads. We can get caught up on Instagram likes. We can get caught up just on like sheer engagement on what we're doing. But when you cross that over with like how you feel, that's when it gets a little dangerous. And what I've realized kind of even really this past like summer is like we're like, I, I think personally we're doing like between Andrew and I back in the corporation, I think we're doing more than we've ever done in our whole scope of, of what we, this, this thing called back pocket. Yeah. But like, the numbers and all the, <laughs> all the videos that we've been putting out, all the content has been like, almost completely opposite. Like we're just not putting out as much content anymore. If you look at all the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes, almost it's in, it's a, everyone knows we're trying to educate people all the time, but uh, it's not as, it's not as highly engaged or whatever it is, whatever we're doing less podcasts too. What I'm getting at is the fact that I still get so much sheer enjoyment from doing it, regardless of like me telling people about it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a, like you said, it's, it's a balance. Right. No, totally. The ebbs and flows of, uh, you know, being in the content industry. I mean, you're active on social media just as much as we are, if not more. And, you know, it's all comes in uh, in waves with, you know, when you put something out there and is it going to be well received or not. And, and in high school, you really hit you hit stride. You're the youngest in your family. You found your craft, like something that you believe in music. Yeah. Uh, you're 16 years old. You, you drop your first project. Um, um. You got the affirmation that you didn't, you weren't expecting, but it came um, because you believed in yourself. What was it like transforming into like um, taking it serious? Like this is going to, I'm going to make this a career out, out of it. Like I am now going to take, I mean, it's obviously comes in a few years down the line, but like, what was that like grasping music by the balls and being like, I'm going to make a career out of this. So that's actually like a pretty interesting story. Like um, high school, I went, I think at a young age like that, I was like, yo, I'm going to have a record deal by the time I'm 18. I'm going to be rich. Like, I'm going to be rich and famous. <laughs> no like, you know, like at 16, that's, isn't that how we all think? Um, but that didn't happen. And so it was just like, I didn't really understand um, consistency when it came to like the music. I thought that the fact that like I would, I thought I had a quality like piece of work um you know a number of songs and i was talented and i thought i was a nice person like i thought that was kind of what it took you know so um after some time like 
had gotten a little discouraged, um, wasn't doing as much in the, in the college and um, would, would still always freestyle. Like everybody, I feel like who knew me always knew that I could freestyle and that was something I enjoyed doing. And if you were my friend, you knew that I had a couple recorded songs that weren't really out. Um, started to release some singles, but then like, I was like, I made those, that same announcement, like, yo, uh, this, this project <laughs> dropping this time and like, just never had any, like never had any songs actually. I had them written, never recorded, and I didn't know where to record at this time. You know, so uh, college came, kind of had some other things on my mind, straight away from that for some time, actually. And maybe about 20, so this was a pro probably about like a three-year a three -year period where it, was, it wasn't really like, wasn't really my thing. Like I'd always, somewhere in my head was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be a rapper. Like I'm going to be an artist. But, but like for me to say that it wasn't something that like people met me and knew because like a lot of people who met me over that period of time had no idea, you know, unless you were like my good friend, you might've heard some of my songs that were on my phone and only on my phone. Um, 2018 though, it was like, uh, I think really bringing back to like why I started rapping, uh, Mac Miller, passing was like a, a really big thing like yo like if i if i were to die today i would have like this talent that i thought at least um i'd have this music like i had a part i was always writing music you know um i would have all of this stuff that nobody like would know about you know it was like if i were to die today who would i be like what what would i be you know and that that really just started to hit me. And like, I, I swear that week, um, I just started moving. I'm like, yo, what can I do? Like, what, what can I do to make sure that that's not how it goes down? You know, like, what can I do to make sure that who I end up as is who I wanted to be? And so I just started, um, you know, writing more, um, definitely writing more consistently. Before then, it was just something that I was doing to, when I like it wasn't I wasn't really disciplined with it. It was like if I had something cool to write, I would write that. But mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was doing it every day and I had like a I had some structure around it. Are you still in school at this point? I'm not at this point, no. Okay. Um but like I was like, All right, like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna put out music. If people don't like it, that's cool. That's up to them. Like mm -hmm. but I'm gonna do it. And so around that time just started meeting people like I met uh, my homie Caleb who uh, was definitely like a, a really really big um, part in the whole movement early on and he was just like I think I, I, I'd, I'd spit something that I'd wrote to him or something or a song that I had and he was like dude this is so good like this is so fucking good like and I think it was like at the bar or something so it wasn't like like he, he kind of stopped like he was like dude this is so good and like just we just kind of clicked at that moment he was like like no you, you've got to do something with this like you you have to do something with this and i was mm -hmm. like yeah like you know you love hearing that i was like yeah like you for real he's like like dude like no like i i don't like he he got like straight face like real quick and so i'm all like, serious with yeah. it <laughs> and so i'm like yeah let's uh let, let's figure something out and so we had just he'd uh he'd, he'd had a camera and so we were like linking up pretty often and just like 
trying to makeshift like something like we felt like we were doing something because we'd like set up a tripod and like talk about shit or like take pictures and i was like okay that's what rappers do they take they take pictures they <laughs> take a lot of pictures you know and so he was definitely like encouraging me to like write a lot more and so i was i was i was doing it i'm like hmm, okay like what's the next step you know like what's the next step started like introducing myself as an artist um started like putting it on instagram i had old songs from way before that i just recorded and had on my phone that I was like, yo, I'm going to start putting this out. Like maybe I'll put out this project that I said I was going to put out like three years ago. And when you say you introducing yourself, yourself as an artist, artist. simply just like meeting new people. Yeah. I'm an artist. Yeah. 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 Getting comfortable because it wasn't, it's, it was kind of embarrassing. Like, you know, um, not being confident in being an artist and saying it. Cause then like, you could see it on my face. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I, I like, kind of rap like i, I like <laughs> you know we're like look down at the ground um but on the rock <laughs> yeah it's like um so i was doing that and like being around like him and like a number of other people like made me more confident i feel like you're confident when you're with people who who believe in you you know yes um so i was like i was able to start saying that a bit more and like we'd go places and i'd rap like i'd, I'd freestyle i'd rap i'd show them my songs and i was like yeah i'd, I'd do this like I had it in my mind. It was like creating it in my mind that this is where we're going to go. Like, so I think that it helped that I thought I was way like bigger in my head than like I was at the time. Like that helped me start to be able to like say, yeah, um, I'm a rapper, even though it wasn't super confident. Um, but as 2018, that was like, I feel like the second half of 2018, because what did Mac pass in like September? So like, I can look it up. Yeah, September, yeah, like September. 20. Something. September. September. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, producer Jonah. Um. So like up until then, until like beginning of 2019, I was just like, "Yo, we're we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this." Um. And then I'd actually went to. Uh, I had a really big issue with um, Xanax. Oh damn. Yeah, man. That was a that was a really 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 big issue of mine, and I'd went to uh, inpatient treatment. Holy you know, fuck. And. It, it was crazy, but um, at the time, like while I was in inpatient treatment, it gave me an opportunity to like really just like focus on what I wanted to do, my priorities. So from the day that I got in there, I was writing every single day. Like I when had a, when was this was uh, end of twenty eighteen, like shortly after Max passing. Wow. Yeah. Damn. How yeah. long were you in in treatment for? It was about a little under two months. A little under two months. And, yeah. if, you, and if you care to share, I'm, I would like to know like what drove you to seek help oh man definitely family like i i think the the big thing i i'm so grateful for my parents um it wasn't it wasn't anything that was ever okay like my parents are both um immigrants from nigeria and so it was brand new to them like they had the first time i think my mom had seen weed was from me so it was it was like a absolutely like no like not okay like it was it was terrible. So the more that they would push it on me, it was like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go. But I think after Max passing, I was like, yo, I, I don't know. My brother had hit me up. He was like, you know, I know you were really into this guy, and like, I'm thinking, like, you know, this, this could be anybody. It could, could be you. And just hearing that, it was really, it started to be really unattractive. You know, just like, it was really unattractive. I was like, yeah, I don't. It's hard to, addiction is something that's tough you know you, you might realize some days that you want to like 
not do it, but like those neural pathways that you built, like you're addicted, you know? So it's, it's not just like, a, um, no, I'm not going to drink this water right here. It's like, right. It's like, a, it's, it's in you, you know? So like, you might be like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm like, Oh, and you know, and just like, you, you're, you're just, you find yourself like the next day or something like, damn, you know yeah and so it's nice that you had your family with you yeah like, you know supporting you along the way yeah definitely um so the mac thing was huge you know mac thing was huge in both the music and like getting some help you know so um even within that my parents were like yeah we're gonna do this we got signed up but they were still like oh, maybe i don't want to do this it's a commitment treatment sounds boring but went you know we, we went and it was it was the greatest like experience of like my life at this point like as far as um i was writing every single day you don't have shit to do like you're literally going somewhere where you have no responsibilities other than to work on yourself you know damn and so i was i was writing every single day like i, I made it a thing to myself i'm gonna write at least 16 bars a day um some days i'd write like hooks only some days i'd write verses but I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then every Tuesday night, there was like family night. And so you had an opportunity, like if you were a creative or something, you could perform. So I was performing like in treatment every Tuesday night. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was nuts. It really was. And so built a lot of confidence around like being on stage in there. And then like just got some discipline when it came to like the work ethic of like creating. And so by the time I got out, I was like, yo, let's go. Like, Let's go. Like the day that I got out was actually um, the producer that I'd, um, I'd messed with for Say What, um, OZ, super dope dude. Um, he had hit me up and was like, or no, I hit him up. I'm like, yo, um, we're back. Let's go. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, bro, I've been waiting on your ass. And that's, he sent me the, uh, he sent me an instrumental and it was actually, uh, it was the instrumental for Living the Dream that day and so gotcha. like i'm in the car headed back like home and i'm just like i'm listening to the beat i'm like let's go let's go because all throughout treatment like you can't have your own music so like i had a radio and so whatever was on the radio i was like okay like i'm gonna just write to this and so i'd have to switch the tempo it was like the song switch so it was like it was, i didn't get to choose what i was writing to but like mm -hmm. first beat was uh the live in the dream beat and was just like writing i was like I've been on a hiatus, took a break from getting faded. You know, and just was like, wow. Yeah, you know, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is it right here. This is special. We're doing this. Like, I was so excited and so grateful to have my phone, like my headphones, like, and be able to do that. And I was like, I knew, like, getting out of treatment, like, as soon as I got out, like, we're going to the studio. Like, we're getting a studio. Like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm recording music. Like, I am doing this. Like, had that clear vision in my head. I'm like, it's going down. Um, and it did. Like, I got out on like a Thursday. I was in the studio Saturday. Um, recorded Living the Dream. And from there, it was just like <laughs> looking for like different places to record. I was like, yo, let me, like, let me just tap into my resources, find out how I could do this. And like, it was just the clarity. I was like, I know I'm going to do it. I don't know how but I know I'm going to do this and it's going to be dope. Mm -hmm. uh, so just like my mindset was built in treatment, you know, like my wow. mindset, like my motivation towards like making this shit happen was 
was built in in treatment and like i got to perform like a number of times there dude is like that's so cool yeah like i i had i feel like i really really like found like the 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 growing me like the grown-up me like at mm-hmm. that point found the new version of yourself yeah dude. man found so, the new version of yourself. i i think that is amazing the opening line to that has been on the way up oh what is that the way up my head is on the hiatus to the break that's literally uh, that those words those lyrics have so much more meaning now with that story behind it yeah so like no rules that whole project like a lot of those songs were actually written in treatment to like radio like kdwb type songs and just like every time a, a new song switched i'd have to like switch the tempo but it's like you know when you're writing a song like everything is like same it's just like faster like a faster bpm or slower you know it's like mm-hmm. so i was writing the same verses just to like different songs that's super interesting yeah the by the way living the dreams like one of my favorites just hit 20k on spotify I love how you handle your social media with Spotify. Always making sure that your Spotify handle, like you can swipe up. Like you have that on Snapchat, on Instagram. And I think that's just savvy. Like whenever it disappears, you then post it again. I just think that's smart. Thank I just, you. yeah, kudos to you. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's very smart. But that, yeah, I was playing that song at work in Arizona one time. And, yeah. uh, I just like well, that's one of my favorite things is when someone stops you and is like, "Yo, who is this?" It's <laughs> it's cool if it's if it's just a song you found and it's like from your Discover page. It's a whole other thing when I'm like, "This guy fucking played a boat channel." Like I know this dude. Like, uh, and like, this is a song five. Like, fuck yeah, it is. Vile <laughs> <laughs> rips, dude. Vile <laughs> rips. Maybe I'll change that to my Instagram handle. Vile rips. <laughs> no, dude, I love I, I love uh, what we've been doing with going on rounds and shit. Yeah. So when did you start? Uh, well, so I guess the context is uh, on Bio's Instagram story, um, he's always posted himself about doing some motivation shit while running. I have to do the same thing from time to time as well. So you and I bounce back and forth ever since do that, ever since we've been starting to do that. But when did you start like really running? Because you you actually just ran a half marathon, picked up right? over a half marathon last month, right? I did, I did about two weeks ago. Fuck yeah. Um, what was the reason behind that? Dude. <laughs> So my friend Andrea um, was, uh, she qualified for the Boston Marathon and that got canceled um, due to COVID. And so they did a virtual Boston Marathon where you just run it wherever you're at. And that was the day um, she was running hers. I was like, I wasn't like, I told her I would run 10 miles with her. I'd never run 10 miles in my life and woke up late and basically got I think only like three miles in with her or so. And I was like, hmm. while I was running with her, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna finish this 10 for you. And so I'm running the 10, I get to seven and a half or eight. I'm like, yo, I'm running a half. <laughs> I'm like, cause I wanted to run a half marathon prior to COVID. Like I was planning, I was planning to, that's kind of like a little bit how it started, but I'll, I'll talk about how like the running started a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I was like, yo, I'm going to do this. If I get to 10 miles, why wouldn't I run a half marathon? I'd have to start all over again another time, run a whole 10 miles plus 3.2, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to do this right now. Like, let's go. And so I just kept going, man. And it was like a, it was, it was amazing. It was like a crazy, like mental experience for me. But uh, yeah, it was, I didn't plan to at all. Just basically I planned to run 10 miles that I didn't know if I was actually going to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. in the running wow. aspect is built into more of a bigger brand, right? The morning music kind of like it's it's bigger than you uh, in the sense of like you're trying to funnel people not in just bio but also this brand. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the running, I'll just uh, back up a little bit. The running started at, when I first started performing my first show, like had a lot of energy, but my, my breath support was shit. <laughs> was shit and so i was gotcha. like how could i work on the breath support so started running a little bit more in the mornings um Very nice. just like rehearsing lyrics especially with the moxie um thing i was like you know i gotta I, I can't just come every week and like be have a great smile and like have a lot of energy but not be able to say the words yeah just gas <laughs> out yeah <laughs> i was like it's gonna get like it's gonna get old soon um but like with morning music man it just ties in morning music is really not it, it's it it's about the music because i make music but it's really just that like motivation or that push or that light in the morning that that everybody needs you know like i think that people wake up in the morning and like, hit snooze you know mm-hmm. so it's it's that it's that extra kick like yo let's let's go like it's a it's a movement you know yeah no i subscribe to that i uh just waking up in the morning so like go and run or go I've, uh, today is officially my first day off in 22 days. I've worked 23 straight days. I've had to wake up at 5 every single day. 10 hour days. 10, so yeah, 10, 12 hour days. Um, it's exhausting. But in Arizona, too, which is what? 10 hour days. I don't piss out there. I don't piss out there, folks. Still getting my bets in done now. necessarily like a song or tune like it's it's the feeling it's the it's the words it's the push it's the self-talk like it, it like it has nothing to do with music that's why it's spelled like m-u-z-i-k right i you noticed know? that yeah you know it's like uh it, it's that push it's the feeling that you get it's the it's it's really like battling with, with yourself you know and get, mm-hmm. getting past it but also like bringing it into a collective you know i think that you can't you can't necessarily do things by yourself if you depend on yourself always like you might not you might not make it you yes. know you, you have to have um, a group or a friend at least maybe just one friend that you can you can reach out to you know and or that you you know you could ask yourself what would so and so do and you know i just want to be that you know i want to be that person in the morning who can 
bring some sort of light to you. It's better when you smile. You look better when you smile. Like smile about whatever it is that might be seem like some BS that is not good because like there's a way that you can spin that into like greatness, you know, that hurt when you're running or that hurt when you're getting that last pump in. Like you could spin that in your favor, you know, but you could also use it as an excuse. So it's just like doing the opposite and like using it in your favor, you know, to get to the next thing. Because 100%. Building community right now is more important than ever, especially with the year that we've had um, from, you know, being home alone with the pandemic to the racial injustice stuff, especially here in our home, in our own city. You have it on your hat right now. In diversity, we trust. Hybrid nation, baby. Hybrid nation, Jeremy. Um, get Jeremy, that new collab. Kel and David, and Kel and Dave, And get that new collab with Nolan with Opinion Clothing. Fire, fire, fire. fire, fire. One of my favorite fits, I will say. Yeah, Amen. There you go. Um, but like, just that's even a perfect example. Building community, using the people around you and uplifting them, because if they're winning and you have a chance to help them win, you're ultimately going to win together. And if you can uh, create something such as morning music to create just a inspiration to create some juju in the morning where it's like, all right, let's fucking go. Like other people are going to be vibing to this concept that may be vague. It may be off the, uh, the beaten path, but it's something that we can all rally behind. That's positive. I mean, it's, it's contagious. It's fucking beautiful. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I can't even say that it's like from me, you know, I think I just put a name to it. Right. You know, put my own like sticker over it. Mm -hmm. God, I, I love it. And I mean, we got to experience it a little bit together uh, going to Karim Jim uh, last week. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that, bro? That was like, about to go tomorrow. So I've been to it twice now. The first one uh, was was who? Man, like, I, I, I think I might still be sore from it. <laughs> I was trying to, uh, it was just nuts. Like, I was trying, I think two days ago, I was doing Earth Monday of this week. We went last Thursday. It was Monday of this week. I was doing, like, my ab workout. And I was, like, doing some leg raises. Or I was trying to do some leg raises. <laughs> I think I did three, and I'm like, yep, uh, these are more like leg decline. We're not doing this today. My, literally, like, my hip flexor. Like was not working. Like I, like I, it, I was just in pain. You know? yeah. But it felt so damn good. Like it felt so damn good that I just had to like, I just had to be like appreciative of it. Like, yeah. You know, when you're when you're when you like are pretty like active in your fitness, like you don't always get sore. You know, so when you get an opportunity to get sore like that, you just got to be like, all right, this is I'm grateful for this. This is dope. Amen. This is dope. I can appreciate this. Yes. A little context, Karim Jim, uh, run by Brogan Graham in his garage of his own home. Started it like two weeks ago, moving into his place maybe a month ago. Um, and he built a little uh, gym in his garage. Uh, Declan got invited on the very first opening day. Yeah, I'm a founding, I'm a founding uh, workout member. No way. <laughs> but, yeah, but he was in Tucson, so he couldn't make it. So he messaged, he threw a group chat of Jonah and I in uh and saying, yo, you should hit Brogan up and be like, I want to come. Or Brogan, these guys are an interest in coming. I went the very first day and I was obsessed because you get there. I mean, it's a half hour drive. It's not like an easy commute. No. You have to wake up at like 440 to get there. Basically. So you're already winning the day. Like if you get up before five, fuck, you've owned that day already. Right. And, you, and if you're going to do something that's not required, like it's not actual work. <laughs> this is something that you chose entirely to voluntary. Do. It's entirely yeah. voluntary. So you're owning the day. You get there and it's in the neighborhood. Like you're not, it's not anything like showing up to a suburb, a suburb. <laughs> it's not anything swanky. Like you're just 
in a garage, but the people there, five thirty in the morning, you get it, you do a slight workout or a slight warm up, and then it's a forty minute AMRAP of just go non stop <laughs> forty minutes straight of like different workouts. The one that we started off was a partner workout, and yeah. you worked out with Brogan. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I think that's what got. I think that's why I'm still. <laughs> Maybe that's why this last one wasn't so bad. Yeah. Man. Oh, Brogan's hit Pete. Dad, I can't wait to ask him about this on podcast while we're recording at his gym tomorrow. Oh, yeah, after after work, work. Uh, yeah. And uh, she goes, I, I think I am. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I think I am. We'll be mm-hmm. there. Um, but I can't wait to ask him, like, what peak, what a peak dad moment for Brogan. You know, just recent father. His kid's like one or two years old. He goes and buys a house in the suburbs. Gets settled down. The first thing he does is reinvent his garage, dude. That's what all dads do. <laughs> I feel like he's peaking. Yes. Dad, I gotta confirm that. Now. He's peaking. Oh, for sure. He's peaking. <laughs> I think he's loving the suburbs like dad vibe. Like he <laughs> talks about it so much, and he's like, <laughs> you can't blame him though. It's like stuff. His kid actually came out and worked out with us last. Year. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it was while we were there. Like he came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he came out towards the end and just started pumping. I was like, yeah. that kid's a winner. We started doing sprints with him. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, his name? Lumi. Lumi. Yeah. Lumi. Yeah, the, uh, it's Brogan, his wife's name Goldie, and their son's name is Lumi. Is that her real name? Goldie. Yeah. Yes. Goldie. Yeah, yeah, some great names. That's dope. She does like a ton of yoga and stuff from what I know. Yeah. I don't know much, but that's what I do know. I, we do know that. I, I will say we met Brogan. Uh, doing a race north, which is like jumping in the lake. We, uh, you gotta do it. Like, when the time, when it gets cold enough. Right, it's jumping in the lake when it's frozen all over. So it's, yeah, you, it's uh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Cedar Lake, which is just over here in Uptown, uh, one lake over from Lake of the Isles. And there's a cu- the uh, city cuts out a little hole that can fit maybe, I don't know, what'd you say, 40 people? Yeah, we fit 40 people. 40 people. And it's about, I'd say, belly button high, the water. But when you get in it, like the if, after you've done it one or two times, you get kind of more comfortable with it. You just sink down and you're in a squat and yeah, go down to like right above your neck or below your neck. And uh, you just sitting there for 20 minutes with 20 a, minutes. 20 minutes? With oh, a yeah. group of like 40 people. And songs, the do. first 45 seconds never gets easier. It is a nightmare. I feel it right now. Yeah. It is so cold. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that was definitely the most. Brogan actually seconds. jumped out of the water. Yeah, like we 10 didn't give a shit about in. that. Brogan, yeah. dro- oh, Brogan jumped out. He's from San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. San Diego or Boston. I actually yeah. can't wait to give him shit about that, too. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. The, uh, no, but so you. Um, well, I want to jump in. Morning music. Um like it's just a, it's it's great energy that's why i reached out to you um and then your music is starting to hit another stride like you're really consistent right now you you feel great about your music you performed at Bochella, and i'm i'll be like 100 transparent you crushed like crushed. not as absolutely crushed the, re- the reviews became back amazing and mainly your music's awesome but you're also just a great dude and you're like you're a performer you're very personable as well you got the crowd together i mean like it's a pandemic right people are kind of like off to the side it's not easy to perform because people are in their little pockets of who they came with right but you made sure to make everyone feel welcomed and you got the raving reviews because of that you you walked walked around around, you did did your your thing thing, and people people loved it it. so 
Thank you. Like, congrats to you. Uh, you're performing more consistently right now. And I just got to ask, like, what's what's on the come up? Like, what are you striving to do to finish out the year? Maybe come on in 2021. So um, coming up, I've got the morning music Mondays. Um, I, I, I'll talk a little bit about that. Last year, um, after my, my, my um, first, like, bigger project, No Rules, I had a I, – I figured – I realized that, like, people – the first couple of songs or like the first song really would have the most streams, you know? So that told me that people were willing to click, you know, but what, why, why at this point of my career, are they like going to just sit there and listen to a whole hour worth of music? You know, like, I feel like I would love for that to be the case, but like, you know, unfortunately, like in, in this cult, this day and age, like, very ADHD, you know, like Instagram, the first three seconds are what, what dictates whether the, the, um, this post, post will is do going well to yeah. be seen, you know? And so I was like, how can I release a project? Um, but you know, like have it in singles, you know, and videos. So what I did was I, I did six songs, six videos and did morning music Mondays. And it was just like, everybody hates Mondays. Right. So um, way to, you know, just lift up some people Monday morning, something to look forward to. Um, but we're doing that again. We're bringing that back. Um, I've been working for the past couple of months to, um, get these tracks ready. And so all of the tracks are fully recorded. Um, a little bit of mixing left to do. Um, some super dope videos are made. A couple of them are out on the West coast in LA and San Diego. Um, you so, released them specifically over there? Oh, uh, I, I shot them out there. You shot them out there. I, shot I was like, wow, it's already out in LA. <laughs> that's like, so how LA. How do you do that? It's so LA of you to have that over there. So West Coast. <laughs> you, that was right after Bochelli? It was in August at some point, right? And you went out? Yeah, I went, I went out to LA. So I went to San Diego a couple of weeks prior to Bochella. Okay. And then I went to LA like a couple of days after Bochella. Gotcha. How's the vibe in LA right now? Or San Diego. I don't know if they know what like COVID is. Honestly, like in in San Diego, like there's you wouldn't think that there was a pandemic. Like really, you know, everybody's like, "Hey, what's good, man?" Hugs <laughs> and like, like it, it, it's like it was popping. Like it was popping, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know about this, but like. I didn't join in, you know, <laughs> and luckily did not get COVID, but like I get back home and like, I'm talking to my buddies like this week, everybody's got COVID. And so like yeah. definitely lucked out. That brought me back to like my senses. <laughs> um, so but this time, I think we all got it at this point, right? We had something. Are we all immune? Yeah. Something. Supposedly, I don't know. hopefully, if, if nothing came back serious with Bocello, yeah, we all, we yeah we survived we had that. Zero yeah. in, in uh, emails with zero text, zero emails, zero notification. That of, say, was nuts. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred <laughs> fucking fifteen people. I've got to say, Bocello was one of my favorite performances ever. Like really, hands down. Oh, like next yeah. to Sunset, the best. Sweet, that's so dope. Like yeah. something like I've never done before. God, that's exciting. Well, we gotta do it again. Yes, we'll run it back. Uh, so this time you're re- you're releasing uh, music Mondays, and you got the music recorded. The you're, music's recorded. You're dropping the you day, but you already time. got the music ready. Unlike the, yes. la- the previous time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Good yes. work, dude. Dude, even with last year's mu- morning music Mondays, like I was like, re- I was 
like the, the, the songs would drop on Sunday, you know, there was, or on Monday, there was some songs that I was in the studio finishing on Saturday, Oh, wow. <laughs> or videos that had to be made. So it's just like, I've done that so many times and I've just gotten really optimistic with dates and like, yo, we're doing this, you know, in the moment. Um, and it didn't always work out. So this time around, I hadn't really talked about it even, you know, and just kind of moved in silence over quarantine. Did a lot of like working on myself and like my mindset and just like this project and making sure that everything was like very, very intentional and like put together. There's like, you don't want a rush job, you know, like maybe you can get lucky with a rush job and like have a success, but it's like seven songs, seven videos, like, you know, something's going to get messed up if you're just trying to like, oh yeah, let's, let's just, you know, so um, putting the songs together, everything is, everything's together. We actually, I'd actually worked on about, I think since um, February-ish, like 27 ish songs so it was really just about like taking the seven that i wanted we're doing seven wow. this time around that's you know taking the seven that i think most um represented the morning music vibe like what would be helpful for people on a monday morning you know what would be of value to people to for people to hear on a monday morning and that's uh that's what these seven songs that's what these seven songs are i'm, I'm pumped I'm what do you about. tell people on a monday if you're gonna record videos, send something to your brothers. I would say that <laughs> if we were to complain about Mondays um, for our whole lives and live like uh, about a typical life, maybe 80 years, we would spend roughly about 11 years of our lives um, complaining and not doing. Cause that's like how many, like how many days of the week? Yeah. That's like yeah. how many Mondays, like Mondays would make up like 11 years of our lives. If we live to be like 80 something. Wow. That's a good little hot take. Yeah. Mondays make up <laughs> 11 years of your life. Yeah, so, so, it, <laughs> so it's like, like if you're gonna complain and make your Monday shit and like use that as an excuse on your Monday, like you're, you just wasted 11 years of your life. If you do it consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know? I like Take that. advantage of your fucking Mondays. Yeah. 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 John. His, John Sarah, Johnny on Pops. His dad sent us a video every single Monday. Let us know what's in his back Monday. Yeah. How, how you ever watch those? I do, actually. They're phenomenal. I love them. Yeah. I want us to have him, like, because he is, uh, his, your dad's gotten so good at him, dude. Talk about, like, repetition, consistency. He's been sending us these videos since, like, March Every single Monday without fail, and he's getting so good at it. It's insane. But very, very Monday vibes. What you're saying? Oh yeah, it's a lot of gold is within. I was wondering who that's dope. Yeah, it's my dad. That's dope. <laughs> we haven't, yeah, we haven't done a great a job of just like saying it's Andrew. No, no, no. Or... Keep that mystery. Keep yeah. that. Like I like that mystery. We just call that. him Pops. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dope. Is, is, so is he in Chicago then? He's, he's in Chicago. Chicago yes. Guy. Yep. Cybers of Chicago. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. I love what you were saying, though, earlier, just about like how the community and the people around it and just like how they are the ones that like help you create the next best thing. Like, you can't notice none of these six videos or many seven videos, I should say, or any seven songs you're possibly about just like your support cast and different people around you. I've really realized that um, to a T, like being away from my, my core like I've been more or less stranded in Tucson, Arizona for three, four months, but 
crazy part about that is like I've created my own little established community out there. Yeah. Just based off the people that I meet. And that's a thrill of its own of like going somewhere where you know absolutely no one and then like finding people that like buy into your bullshit almost. <laughs> I got things that I like to talk about, things I am, who I am and everything, but it's just funny because it's like I got landlord like 50 60 year old landlords and all of her friends just like obsessed with that comment <laughs> who would have thought like, it's yeah, so awesome, awesome it's super fun man but it just what it really showed me was just like the power of the community back here like i look forward to look forward to these moments where i can come home and actually record physically in a studio with uh, a friend you know like a guy that we've already worked with and like i'm super stoked on everything they freaking do again it's so it comes full circle always. But yeah, I, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing with like the um, you know um, letting people outsource the equipment and like helping people create like their dreams of like making podcasts. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the evolution. evolution. And I, I mentioned to you this briefly when we worked out uh, last week. <clears throat> um, we're starting it with uh, Sid and Soap with Straight Candid. We're recording a podcast on Friday called the Date Night Podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go on a date and record a podcast with your date, Ooh, so. let us know. That could be something. Yes. <laughs> We're partnering with First Draft in the North Loop. We got our own space in the uh, in that location. It's like the fill your own beer up uh, kind of joint. Uh, I'm excited about it. And we have another part a podcast that we uh, produce, Marnita's Tables Podcast. So we have okay. three podcasts out there. And or one in, in production, three of them pretty much out there. Um, and that's the evolution of Back Pocket. I really believe, like Declan and I were saying just the other day, if we can become the Jimmy Iovine of podcasting where we find the right talent and we just ha- have like the right setup for them to just explode, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. That's a dream come true. That's a dream come true. Andrew and I, it'll take us 20 years. Yeah, it'll take us 20 years to get to it. Of revenue from just people listening to us now, you know, because we have that network. There's two, we're one of a million, we're one like two million white podcaster guys who decide to start a podcast. Right. There's too many of us, there's too many of us, and that's not to say we're not good at what we do or anything. It's just like, I've we have we have far bigger tools than what we said. Like, I can show we can show up anywhere with this equipment and just like let these people record. And then not only do we know how to like record, make it look nice, make it sound nice, but and and we know so many people yeah we got everybody that have know all kinds of just awesome stories and are are, are great at sharing um stories from a mutual perspective like they're they're not just like all about themselves type people and that's why i came to you like i was like i would love to start a podcast for you because the way that you have created your image on social media and just interacting in person it's not the like look at me look at what i'm doing it's the, I'm going to invest in the individual across from me and make them feel worthy. And that's just going to help both parties feel good. And right. like, and, and, and that's going to create the community at the end of the day. That's going to help them understand who I am more, uh, who you are more. Uh, and it's, it's, it's so cool. Like we met in person for the first time on the boat at, at Boachella. Boachella. <laughs> and crazy. just our, our interaction from there, um, I think something like you came up to me after, uh, your set, or maybe even it was like during your set, you leaned over to me and you go, dude, your energy's infectious. People are vibing off you. Give me some more or something like that. <laughs> um, 
and I was just like, amen. Like, and then it, it was just really cool of how you handled the whole situation and then just continuous communication from then on. Uh, and I, and we know more people like that. And I feel like back pocket at the end of the day is just Declan and I connecting the dots of other people who are about to explode. We're always yeah. going to be behind the scenes and I'm cool with that. I'd love to be just the Jimmy Iving, the guy that right. no one, everyone knows Jimmy Iving, but no one really knows how many people he actually worked with. It's important, you know, it's important yeah. to have those people. Yeah. And I think uh, even with morning music, like some, a lot of people don't know, but this is like the morning music logo. And this is like my actual smile right here. This is your smile. This is plastered and animated this is my actual oh, smile it's white <laughs> you got some white teeth yeah, you got some white ass teeth because you got a teeth whitening kit and all of a sudden it's just bananas smilesandvalue.com but i was like hey dude i got this teeth whitening kit Perfect. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> well, first oh, you got to do Instagram stories on it, dude, right? That's how it works? Yeah. I'm just going to Instagram story me, like seven of them in a row. I mean, just <laughs> making my teeth all super white. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Noticeably whiter in four, <laughs> in one year. In one year. In one year. In one year. Yeah. Wow. No shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for like for, for this, it was like, okay, a brand for myself and like um, – I don't want to put like my face on something like I don't want to put like my bio um, bio music you know I was like yeah that's what that's what I'm doing right now like it's mm -hmm. the brand behind my music but like I don't know it's 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 kind of tough to promote that for me you know I'm like I'm not trying to like just have my face on everything so I'm like hmm, what is something that I could do that is you know memorable when people meet me and like my smile like I think that's something that people will um you know, definitely like bring up a lot or like say that they remembered me by. So I'm like, I could do that, you know, morning music and then put the smile. So it's like, I think, you know, it, it, there's, there's a joy in like knowing that, you know, you're doing something, but nobody necessarily has to know that, you know, that's a great point. And what's the, it's uh, you're better when you smile, right? Better, better when you smile. Better when you smile. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the damn truth. And what's great is a smile is uh, something that, is can be easily communicated across any sort of language barrier. Like uh, facts. When Joe and I when Joe and I were in Thailand facts. and you don't know their language or or anywhere, like literally you can just smile at someone and that just communicates love and positive energy towards yeah. them. what do they do back? They smile back. And that is I just think it's one of the coolest ways to like for sure. Yeah, it's for teaching. For teaching. Yeah, it is 7.15. Do you have to be at comedy relatively soon? I think so. Okay. So we have a couple final questions. Yeah. How the back pocket operates. Uh, we kick it off with your average father. This is something you do well at times and other times not so well. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your average father. It's the thing that you work on, you get a little bit better. So what is your average father? My average quality is planning and organization. Mm -hmm. Something that is very, very important to me and I can't just let go of, but is something that I, I struggle with, especially when it comes to like my own things. Or like putting, like having like a, something that I'm part of that somebody else around me. Yeah, you can do that. Like, if I'm just a one person calls, like, sometimes it's really, really hard to put all of like my thoughts and like my hopes into like, a well-formatted like plan and organize it so 
that's something that I'm working on every day, you know, like planning today, planning tomorrow today and like um, working with my planner and making sure that like I'm, I'm not just planning tomorrow today, but like, you know, planning uh, next week, this week, you know, and it's, it, it's I'm getting there. You yeah, know, I'm really getting there. And it, it helps to have like, you know, people around me who like acknowledge my flaws. Right. But uh, yeah, that's that, that's my average. That's my average. Um, Average quality. Average quality. Average quality. I got a uh, another solution for you. This is something I pitched Nolan on. Do you use uh, interns or do you have like anybody that you like helps you out with minor activity, like outside of producing music, but like the actual brand of what you're trying to put out? Um, nobody that's like nobody, nobody that's, that's like can, that's their role. That's you know, a role. There's people, right. there's people here and there who will assist, but there's nobody whose role it is. To yeah. Be. So this is something that Declan and I, this is our 2020, is employ. Um, find college students or someone in the in our community that wants to help out yeah. and and ask. And yeah. because there's there's actually quite a lot of people that are that'll reach out and be like, yeah, I'd love to help you out with just writing copy for your social media or making sure everything's timely on this certain, make just random shit. Anything yeah. that you need, there's someone there for it. I mean, Joan has been a great resource in this whole thing. He's got his own business and he's got people that work for him. I, I've gotten advice from him a ton. As entrepreneurs, as people who are building our own brand, we just got to outsource shit because yeah. we can't do it all. Delegate. Delegate to elevate. Delegate to elevate. We've always said it. Yeah. We've always said it. So that'll help your organization. Just have someone else organize for it. Yeah, I like that. See, it, that sounds like money right there. Yeah. <laughs> it is, dude. Money well spent. Oh, yeah. spent. Yeah, or just do it for free because they're college students. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. They proctor for Actually, me. yeah. The, the, yeah, the value add really um, is just like being a genuine human like understanding their situation you know they're they're doing all this stuff uh and you you should ask them like, why would you want to work you know, part of your brand they want to help you out blah, blah blah well it's like you're gonna be part of the brand you should be connected to the people and, uh everyone that is impacted by the brand or that, like that's what we try to do with our employees or interns per se is like you're gonna put hours in for us we're gonna put hours in for you we're gonna connect you to the right people to get you where you want to go like your end goal is not to become head producer and CEO of back pocket like you're a twenty year old college kid who just yeah. picked up a camera. Like that's not <laughs> that's not our expectations of you. But if you have dreams and aspirations that you're trying to reach, I'll do everything I can to try to make it happen for you. I think that's really the value at the end of the day when you can really focus in on those interpersonal skills or interpersonal uh, things that people really want to do. That's really so much value. Yeah. So I'm challenging. You should definitely gonna give that a try. You should because you got a lot of people that are fired up about you, and I think it. Go find it's again. You know, if you find a surprise and find gratification when people are stoked about what you do, this will be one of them. Those activities where you'll you'll see people reach out and think, "Dang, people are like wanting believe what I do so much, and they want to like put in hours towards what I'm doing." Yeah. Cool did you guys just put it up on your story? Or how did you? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That was the main story. LinkedIn. Were you pretty like surprised with like the yeah. you know, people? Yeah, like twelve people. Twelve people. We have one that came from LinkedIn from one Declan's posts. One from just a friend who used to produce for someone else, and then one we put on Instagram and just said looking for content help. And he came, and I sat down with him, grabbed a beer with him, 
and uh, he just he has no content background. And I was like, so what do you do? And he works in sales for the Timberwolves. Yeah. So I was like, back pocket sucks at making money. Would you be interested in like running sales and just like or just coming up with creative ideas for sales for back pocket? And he's like, hundred percent. Oh yeah, is that uh, Jeremy? That's Jeremy. Yeah. I met him at I met him at uh, probably Pochella. Pochella. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's a huge value add. I mean, as Declan and I love to just be ourselves and do what back pocket does, he creates some revenue for us and makes sure that we're you know <laughs> still afloat. It's still afloat. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but with that uh that's your average quality organization you might outsource it um but the follow-up question is what's in your back pocket when pressure becomes stress when anxiety is rising uh what do you have in your back pocket to overcome these situations it's this right here man this smile um you know i think that sometimes i'll find myself in like a tough position and i know that like the the feeling can influence the action or the action can influence the feeling so like you know, I'll try to just put a smile on my face for 30 seconds or like a minute. And if like if I'm still upset or sh- like overly stressed after that, something's really wrong, you know. But, um, you know, just trying to influence the feelings by an action, you know, because I feel like a lot of times we'll let the we'll let the um, the feelings uh, influence the action, you know, like we'll let the day like bring us down and we'll let like what people say, like, you know, knock us over. But like, why can't we just why can't we just take that take that action first and just like hold it until we believe it you know and that's kind of my take is just like i'll smile when things get tough you know this is crazy <laughs> this is crazy but um you know it, it typically works for me that's my that's my back pocket amen i love that man it goes back to what you were saying with uh social media right like you put you put your feelings into social media and it's gonna and, it, and you don't get what you wanted it, and let that control how your mood is. I mean, that's bullshit. Yeah. Don't let those feelings um, be controlled by someone else's affirmation. Yeah. And the smile just goes so far, dude. Like, yeah. they, I was listening to a Rogan episode on this guy. He's a neuroscientist at Stanford, Andrew Huberman. And he says, like, you have so much, you only have so much adrenaline within your own brain that allows you to do as much as you possibly can uh, physically. He says the way people uh, do more than they're expected, uh, exceed expectation, kind of crush, have this like crushing rules mentality, or even actually physically do them, is when they can implement dopamine, and with that dopamine comes a lot of just like happiness and positivity. Yeah. So like the, the smiling through the pain, the smiling in the times where it's tough, the that simple action is going to elevate. And just, I subscribe to that 100%. Like, I'm, I try and be the most positive person ever. Sometimes we don't know. I feel like sometimes we don't know when we're actually not upset anymore, you know, when we're being upset. Because it's like, you might be upset. Somebody might do something. And then we've got, like, the scowl on our face. And we're like, pissed. And it's like, when do you stop being pissed? Like, when your face changes or, like, when you when the feelings change, you know? Because sometimes I feel like... You know, when we were kids and like you're, you're upset and your parents are like, don't smile, don't smile. And you're trying so hard not to smile because you were already mad and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, are you really, you really still mad? It's just like, it, it's all mental, you know, so that, that, that works for me. It has for a while and, you know, I, I, I don't really see it like 
endings. Yeah, that's my thing. You know, you look better when you smile. It's better when you smile. It's fucking true, man. I totally subscribe to it. And I love that you just have a whole brand centered around it. <laughs> Nothing but positivity, man. Um, but speaking of that, we're, you know, we're, we spoke about challenging you to get an intern, challenging you to kind of help delegate to elevate. Um, is there a guest or someone within Twin Cities community or just anyone in, in particular that you think would be a good fit for the podcast that you should challenge us to have? Yes. Um, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do it as a, as a duo. You probably have already gotten one of these guys, but, um, I'm going to go Jeremy Sutherland and Kellen, um, Kellen from Kellen David from, um, hybrid nation. Yeah. Both those guys. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Both of them. Yeah. We haven't had them on the podcast. No, I think that mm-hmm. they're very, very like insightful dudes. Like, you know, you talk to one, you talk to them for like five minutes and you're leaving like ready to like go do some shit that like you had been working on. You're like, uh-huh. I don't know. They're just so like, they're, they're some of the realest people I've ever met. You know? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely just motivate me. Like their whole brand is just like about something so great, but like they live it, you know, they're truly like working to be like better people every day. And like their, their work ethic is just so like, attractive to me and like just so motivating to me that's mm-hmm. awesome so motivating to me i spoke to jeremy on the phone briefly uh he was looking for some advice with running ads and that's like my forte so i spoke to him for maybe 10 minutes but it was like 6 p.m on a for on a like a tuesday middle of the week something like that and i just remember hanging up and i i even told him like as towards the end of the like the 10 minutes i was like dude who are you? I'm fired up right now. Like, and he's crazy. Yeah. He, and he's just like, well-spoken, just delivers the message. Um, Nolan connect connected me with him. Uh, so love the challenge challenge accepted. hundred percent. Yeah. I, it sounds like an awesome dude. When you ask him a question, you would think that like, he knew you were going to ask him that like a day prior. <laughs> like, and he was ready for that. Like he, no hesitation. And he's just ready. Like, I don't know. He's, he inspires me. Like he's constantly working out. He's constantly working. Like his saying is, I got to go to work. You know, I got to go to work. And like, he's just really like, almost like the Gary V thing, making it like cool to work hard. Like he's doing that, especially within the twin cities and like just amongst his, um, his, like his network, which is pretty damn big, you know, he lives in LA as well. So I was actually in San Diego, um, about a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I was wearing a hybrid nation hat and this dude's like, Jeremy, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's sick in San Diego, just like random, random dude, that's never met in my life. Like this dude's not from Minnesota has any ties to Minnesota. He's like, damn, Jeremy. I'm like. That's so he's like a man. He, I definitely look up to him, man. Both of them, but you know, um, yeah. I love that. Good, great. Love that. Just solid dude. Junior's solid. Dude. It's gonna happen. We'll get him on. He's yeah. trying to get him to manage me. So, uh, Jeremy, if you watch, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna do it soon. He said he's said he's a little focused on some other things right now, but this is like I'm putting you on the spot, man. Need it. it. Need it. Yeah, we'll clip that out. We'll send it to him. <laughs> yeah, we'll clip that out. Jeremy will be in here. <laughs> Get it over to the producers. Uh, uh, but that brings us to our final question. Final question. I, um, you got to get to comedy. Decky's doing his first set since uh, pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, so our final question. Wow. 
What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to we're having this conversation? Man, so uh, I learned that mindset training is a, is a constant thing. You know, you can't, you can't like work on your mindset one, one time when you realize that it's like shit and think that you got it. You know, it's something that has to be done constantly. And the second you stop is the second like you stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so consistency wins, dude. Yeah, That's always be growing. Yeah, you could have a great mindset today, um, shit tomorrow, you know, shit the day after that. Or like even like in the morning, I could have a great mindset. Night comes around and it's shit. So it's a constant effort. And mindset is everything. You know, like tactics are great. Like um, methods are great, but it all lies in the mindset. Oh, wise within, dude. Like John and Sarah says, the pot of gold's within. Keep finding it. Keep finding it. <laughs> be obsessive. Mm-hmm. I think that is a, a great reminder. Just like always be. Like, that people kind of disdain on like selfishness, but at the same time, it's like, you're not constantly thinking about yourself and your mindset and kind of better. How can you help others? Like, how can you help anybody? Like, exactly. It's like the least selfish thing to do. Mm-hmm. I love that, dude. Wow. Hey, you've been a hell of a guest. It's been a long time coming. It's been awesome, what, two, three months ever since Coachella. Has it been that long? It's been August 8th and it's December. Or, sorry, October. <laughs> yeah, it's been two time months. Flies, I would say it. it's officially two months. Wow, yeah, yeah officially time two flies months. for sure. Unbelievable. But it's only the start, gentlemen. It's only the start. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bob. Thank brother. you guys for having me so much. Absolutely, brother. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Jonathan, for holding me down on that. Amen. That's a wrap. Been straight attacking these tracks and I cannot be racking with them working